What a lovely day it is today, isn't it? Hasn't even there isn't even a day. Oh, I've opened the curtains. The sun's up. Hello, the sun. It was very sunny yesterday, but very cold. So people were short. People went out in their shorts and t-shirts and jumped into the sea in the middle of London because it was um, the sun was shining and then they died. There was a. I saw a man walking through Tesco car park Uh in short shorts Uh and then some sort of slip-on shoes with no socks. Uh huh. And I just managed to stop myself from shouting out loud at him. In admiration or shock? Just. uh, What I wanted to say was, oh, stop it. What point do you think? No one's impressed. It's zero degrees and you're out in your short shorts and your slip-ons because you think it makes you so kooky and interesting. And you just look silly and cold. How short were the shorts? Oh, like, disturbingly short. Could he pull it off, though? Um, I could have pulled them off. No, but I mean, did he look good in them or basically... No, oh gosh, no, no, no. He looked okay. absolutely hideous. So there's not some uh, some bronzed Adonis who's just He wasn't it. like a big wobbly fat fatty fat fat like me, but he was... Um, no, yeah. he just did There was no call for it. No. Well, you know how are you, you sure? go... Hold on, are you Although, sure? Had you heard yeah. the Tesco tannoy? <laughs> Could uh, all people in disgusting short shorts please approach the customer service desk where you will be provided with trousers. Well, exactly. You have no idea that that didn't happen, so you need to rescind your claim. I apologise to the silly, silly cold man. This is episode 258 of Rum Doings. You can send us a tweet at Rum Doings until we get kicked off. And you can email us at Rum Doings. No, it was it. Right? <laughs> podcast at. Oh, yeah. Podcast at rumdoings.com. You uh, won't. You won't. You won't. No, actually, somebody did and we've ignored them completely. I, shall I read out her email? <laughs> yes, please. But before that, the topic. Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. The topic this week is, if British hospitals don't have enough beds, why don't they just buy some more beds? That That's a good idea. I, I, Thank I you. Agree. Right, but we're not allowed to talk Too about it. Too many people look over that idea. Okay. So Where's the letter from the lady? Yes, let's hear it. Um, It's from Claire. Okay. It's called Forever's Going to Start Tonight! Exclam. Yeah. What's a pun? It's a good song. Everyone should watch uh, the film Bandits, which heavily features that song. Okay. Bruce Willis and Kate Blanchett singing it together. Blanchett. Okay, go on then. Hi there, she said. Hi! The 11th of January 2019. You just said 2019, you said you'd kill anybody who said that. No, I didn't. I said quite the opposite. I said I'm totally embracing, saying 1,977 is my date of birth, my year of birth. Fine. I said quite the opposite. Uh, Hi there. I just read Forever's Going to Start Tonight, hyphen John Walker's Electronic House. Was that a blog posting that you wanted when you used to still be creative? Who knows? (laughs) I think you had some great points. Which is why I think a collaboration between us could work well. Notice she I doesn't represent... mention any. Notice she doesn't mention any of your great points. It's almost as if she um, didn't remember them. If perfect, it's, it would be it would be a waste of breath. Everyone knows how many great points. <laughs> yeah, I represent a digital marketing agency currently working with an international adult social media platform who operates in the same marketplace as Tinder. Ooh, we are in the process of securing sponsored placements for our client. 
and we were wondering if you were interested in featuring such a post on your site. For the privilege of being featured on your site, we would be happy to offer a fee in the region of... Ready? Yeah. $15. This could be your lucky day. Would you also be willing to accept link placements on pre-existing content on your site? Let me know your thoughts. Kind regards, Claire. Now, she doesn't link to anything mm-hmm. or say what her digital marketing agency currently is mm-hmm. or what the t- her platform is called. <laughs> but what is her, what's her email address as domain, which we can say because she's publicly mailed you unsolicitedly? Claire with an E dot Robertson 568 at gmail.com. Huh. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, also, and then, also, of course, this isn't a woman. They always uh, the, the 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 spam marketing one one is use a woman's name because it's more trustworthy. It's interesting. That's true. I do immediately trust it more when I see it's from a lady. Do you remember the, that email? Because I'm a misogynist. From, yeah. Do you remember that email I got from quote Sophie quote who kept, used to send us mail about how we needed to um how we needed to fix our <laughs> fix the wrongdoings website. We do need to fix the wrongdoings yeah. website. Yeah. She's not wrong. So anyway, I just figure this is just, you know, a general blast out. Yeah. Then we've got a follow up. <laughs> Hi there. I just wanted to follow up on my previous email. See below. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact me. Best wishes, Claire. Hmm. So I just replied saying go away. I always do that. So RPS obviously gets squillions of these exactly the same thing. Um, but it's whenever they do the follow up email. The, oh, I'm sorry. I, I emailed you a couple of days ago and haven't heard back. That's when I get cross with them. Okay. Like, what were you expecting? It was, yeah, oh yes, it would be great to advertise your anonymous company on my blog <laughs> for $15. Oh my goodness. Um, I actually got a... Um, let me let me bring it up. I, I got a, a spam as well. I uh, love spam. Well, and, and let me just see if I can find it because... Oh yes. Uh, where is it? Because, because again... It's when it's um, stupid that particularly annoys. I don't mind. I mean, who who minds spam really? But it's when it's when it when when they're not trying hard enough. Oh, maybe I surely I didn't delete it, John. Oh dear. Well, I'm just looking through my spam folder, and it's not like it used to be. Do you remember when it used to be completely bonkers? Well, I presume that a lot of it's now being blocked for you at source and things like that. It, it, it ain't it like? And also, most of it's just. Uh, companies that won't take me off their mailing list, so I just mark them spam. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, exactly. And then you, um, but do you actually click the link at the bottom where you do remove people from where you you ask to be removed from mailing list? Only if I know that I inadvertently signed up to it. No, I'm, I, I kind of I'm try suspicious that anyway. otherwise. Oh yeah, somebody from something called Fortis Hosting. Oh yeah. Do you know? Because I hope you are well, and, the, and that finds you in a pleasant and timely manner. I find I am in a timely manner. How about you? I am in. I am not. I'm afraid in a timely manner. Okay. Wishing you all the best for the ahead here. I like that. Please, could you advise on your current IT support and clouds and hosting situation at the Positive Internet Company Limited? We are cool. a hi- we are highly competitive on price, have excellent retention rates, and have greater offering in comparison to the other providers out there. We are Fortis Hosting, a UK leading uh, managed hosting and cloud and IT support provider. Blah 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 blah. And says so they're telling us to use them for their hosting. Come on, that would be amazing if, if Positive yeah. Internet hosted itself on arrival. So, uh, so um, I said, hi, Joe, I'm not quite sure why you'd waste your time mailing a direct competitor with this. You do need to check the provenance of your spam list, warm regards. Did she get back to you? 
Joe said, apologies, Nick, you came under telecommunication sector, didn't realize you was you was in IT support and cloud space as well. Still, let me know if you're interested. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Good point. You should probably go, oh, actually, <laughs> I've just found a lovely email in my, my spam. Uh-huh. It's called interested in seeing me naked. Well, it depends who it is. Yeah, well, exactly. Are you the man of my dreams? Oh, babe, come and satisfy me. And then I'm going to argue really, um, really uh, basically blowing their lead. Uh-huh. Picture of them naked. Oh, and uh, uh, so what was the initial request or suggestion? Are you interested in seeing me naked? And then it's the tiniest thumbnail I've ever seen Mm -hmm. of a lady. Uh You can't see her head Uh and she's definitely wearing pants. And then she's got some very large mammary glands. Or or simulcra thereof. There you go. It's a very tiny thumbnail, though. So it does look a bit more like googly eyes. (laughs) I'm the BJ master. And just because nothing pleases the master, in all caps, more... I ain't going to read anymore. It's got yucky. <laughs> uh, I told you. But, but you do trust it more because it's from a lady. I don't think it... it, it because it's from Bad Boy 2320. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it is. That's it's got very, a very masculine feel to it. No, that's heteronormative, John. You don't know how Bad Boy 2320 <laughs> identifies. <laughs> well, certainly they have an impressive pair of boobies. Yeah. Men can um, have impressive boobies. You do, for example. They like playing, according mm-hmm. to this, okay. using something very rude that makes it, oh, no, I can't even allude to that. Yeah. Well, not, allude, el- doing, not on the family show. No, but allude to it in a way that is completely family friendly and yet and yet everybody will get the point. So it's a, it's a good test of your uh, euphemistic capabilities. Um, it, the, she, she wants to help. She wants uh-huh. to help me um, relieve... Any built-up backlog. And that's her aim, is it? That seems to be the aim. Tons. She uses the word tons. (laughs) (laughs) Tons. Can you imagine? That would be problematic. (laughs) And then rather nicely, after this quite lewd (laughs) phrase, Uh I'm just... I I really just want to read it out loud and make you cross, but I'm not going to. I'd like to invite you over for some drinks and fun. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) I liked your profile, and I know I could make you happy. Drinks and fun, where? Invite you um, over to where? Where? Where is she literally asking you to come and have drinks? Uh, it's all links I'm clearly not going to click on. No, but, uh, but okay, but but you can't have drinks by visiting a website, so maybe there's some lovely soiree that you can actually go to. I really hope so. I haven't been to a soiree in too long. That's wonderful. Okay, what next? Oh, it's just all... I didn't know. I've not looked at my spam folder for um, many moons. Ah, it's probably feeling all all neglected now. It is, because this one's titled, I'll make you begging for some more. I'll make you begging for some more. Yeah. I was supposed to get married last year, and then I chickened (laughs) out. I was surprised to get married. I was supposed to get married. Oh, I was surprised to get married. No, and then I chickened out, which I like. I just realised he wasn't the man I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. I started dating again and got to admit, it feels great. That's it. <laughs> thanks, thanks for letting me know. I'm really pleased. <laughs> it's probably because maybe that's part of their therapy. They just need to email strangers to tell people about that. <laughs> can we, can we oh, talk? This is great. I hope everyone's interested in just listening to our spam folders. But this one is splendid. It's titled Mail Verification. Mm-hmm. And it's from Mail Server. <laughs> okay. Well, that's and great. then it says... Verify your account. 
hello botherer at gmail.com as part of our security measures we need your help resolving an issue with your account we have temporarily limited the complete usage of your account until the issue is resolved please log into your account and verify your account okay <laughs> go on then continue to opt out or change when you receive security notion, no, no, notifications click here i've just noticed this is rather good gmail doesn't let these links work when they're in spam Oh, there you go. That's quite clever. Well, inbox I'm using yeah. until the idiots cut it off completely. Yes. So. We um, need to talk about that. I'm so upset. Well, can we first take a minute silence? Silence. For, for Prince Philly? For His Royal Highness Prince Philly, who um, flipped his car. He did, didn't he? Although uh, it says in the Daily Mail that he was breathalyzed. I read that on the BBC. The police just say it's standard to breathalyze anyone in an accident. I don't negative. know. Uh, e- even if I were a seasoned copper, I don't know whether I would have had the... Um, <laughs> I know! Uh, excuse me, Royal Highness, I think you're probably pissed. Can you breathe Blow into this and then listen to what he says next? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty impressive that he did manage to survive it at 97, but there we go. Yes, I would, I'm surprised that he uh, didn't just conk it. I love, I love the office. Can you imagine his aides going, please, sir, please, can we just... No! <laughs> I'm driving because that's how he talks yeah <laughs> when he's not in public bugger off I'm driving this, but I'm going to just drive myself what's wrong with you yeah um, the Daily Mail describes it as a miracle escape everything that happens is a miracle in the Daily Mail well probably, probably is a miracle maybe Jesus just doesn't want Prince Philip anywhere near him for as long as possible <laughs> no 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 even that's not going to work Phil sorry you stay down there thank you how did he walk away? Mm. That's the headline. <laughs> because the car tipped over and then he got out? Or he was taken out, I don't know. I mean, it's... it's there you go. Um, so, are you pleased that Jeremy Corbyn helped Ugh. Theresa May again? We managed not to talk about Brexit for 14 minutes and 14 seconds. Well, I'm sorry, sorry I'm yes, boring, boring you. me. Um, am I pleased with Jeremy Corbyn what? Are you pleased that Jeremy Corbyn once again helped Theresa May by, she was begging him to do a um, vote of no confidence, which he then did for her, which yes. then gave her this extra time uh, yes. and gave her confidence. Are you pleased that Jeremy Corbyn once again, as he has done many times before, specifically helped Theresa May? Yes, I'm delighted because there's nothing I want more than t- Theresa May to just have more power and more time to because yeah. So she's uh, such a good person, isn't she? Now you you again as as we said last time, you are covering what the Corbynista cultists are saying about all of this. Have they updated anything they've said? Well, it's quite as your Corbynista cultist correspondent. Yes, um, I uh, also I tried a little clever trick yesterday on Twitter. Uh huh. Very clever. Yeah. I, instead of saying, blah, 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 Corbyn, I mm. pretended, well, sort of half pretended to mm. ask a question. Oh, said, brilliant. Oh, you, is you, you basically, you're Socrates. Socrates. You've invented the Socratic method. We'll call it the Walker method from now. The Walkratic, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the, um, uh, I said, is he playing, basically saying, essentially, is he playing three-dimensional chess by refusing to attend this thing for no deal? Or is he just 
can he just not be bothered and i was thinking i would get a lot of people trying to leap to his defense and defend it i just mm. didn't it took for quite a long time so many people just it's the tone has shifted so massively it's no he's useless no of course he's just being uh, useless it's just being useless ah uh, unless it's selection bias and all those people, oh, of course. our fans have basically blocked and muted you so you're yes, only left very with people left that is very likely but then i got dragged that other people came into the conversation and the threads dragged me down into the like the, what? Jib- the dribble um and so a lot of people just trying to argue that um well this my favorite mm-hmm. is all the people saying oh but Theresa may had conditions too <sighs> just how can you get to adulthood and not have got past but she did it too miss hmm it's st- yes, she has conditions, and yes, they're stupid. But that's because she's the baddie, and also she's the prime minister. She's the one in power. <laughs> she isn't the one who has to do this. You know, she, you, you're, you're accepting an invitation to her gaff or not? It's so oh, just ex- exactly, and the, the th- and so yes, yes, she has the her conditions are ridiculous. She's saying I'm perfectly willing to have discussions. So long as there are no discussions and everyone already agrees with me. That's, that's what she's saying. That's, I mean, look, out, that's ludicrous. Look, but it's uh, his job to yeah. go into that room and say, you are being ludicrous and you have to come back from this position. Not to go, well, I don't like what she's saying, so I'm not going to do anything. This whole no, it's effectively a no platforming thing, which is what, how he screwed up this Brexit thing in the first place. By refu- you know, he refused to uh, go on any platform that had a Tory on it during the pre uh the pre-referendum campaign uh even if they were remainers he wouldn't be in the coalition because he said i don't share platforms with tories it's that same childish nonsense now we realize of course it's because obviously he was a hard uh he was a uh a brexiteer and so that's why he didn't want to share well, it's not, we don't now realize that he always has been he's been no but we realize that decades but no but it, we realize we realize there was no ambiguity or change that he, he he remained exactly as he'd always been it wasn't like he, he was he wasn't even begrudgingly accepting that he should be a Remainer. He, he wasn't a Remainer at all. I think it was the, there was an assumption that this hero of the people would represent the people for whom he is a hero. Yes. Um, there was a sort of, uh, you know, okay, everyone, his little momentum gang wants yeah. to, wants remain. So he'll obviously bend to their, to the will. And then he didn't, didn't do that. And that's been very peculiar. Yes. Um, I think there was that expectation, but at the same time, I, I don't think it's simply that it's it, it, it's his desire to see a Brexit. I think also he is very, very aware of what an abysmal rhetorician he is and the idea of going into any debate against someone who isn't a fan of his would just mm. leave him in, in, in tatters. Mm. Mm. I mean, he has studiously avoided at every possible junction the, uh, any situation where he's confronted. Right. Hasn't he? So yeah, he'll do a a a. a, a, a oh, sorry, my brain is not with me today. He'll do a panel on, yes. so long as there's no one against him on that panel. He'll... Yes, exactly. He's he's like a he, in, in, indeed like his 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 hero Hugo Chavez. That's basically yeah. how he here he is. He's it's a kind of gentler politics as long as there are he will only allow people who are, which means he will only ever debate or allow people around him who are kind and gentle to him. Yes. That's what that means. Even if behind the scenes there's a lot of brutality that's going on to remove all the other people. 
It's like it's like Adolf Hitler saying kind of gentler politics because once he's removed all the Jews and the gypsies and the gays and so on, and everybody's <laughs> happy, then it'll be kinder and gentler. That's true. And I, yes, I am calling Jeremy Corbyn Hitler. All yes. right. And making a direct equivalence between the two of them. Yes, I am directly. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, that reminds me, Daniel, on your blog, oh, had a blooming comment. Daniel. So I just realised that, for some reason, my blog was uh, filtering out your replies. So I've just let them all through. It was. Right. <laughs> Censoring you. Shall I read out Daniel's comment? And let's Only see. once I've told you this breaking news. So I tried to make it bad. You made it good. Uh-huh. Go on. Jacob Rees-Mogg to present weekly national radio show on LBC. That's your LBC, that is. You're in charge of that one. Well, Nigel Farage is already a presenter on it. As yes, well. I know. In fact, uh, they do have their token lefty, James, what's his name? James O'Brien, yes. Who is good most of the time. You link me to when he's good. I link you when he's good. I don't bother when he isn't. <laughs> it's weird if you link... Here's an example of his being average. Yeah. No, no, there, there was, there was a thing with the, where he tried to defend the ridiculous wages for tube drivers. He was being average then, so I didn't link it to you. Good. Anyway, I, I shall read Anyway, that. Daniel, let's not, do we need to give Daniel a voice? Daniel is a car, if a crudely drawn cartoon of a Corbyn supporter. No, no, don't be prejudicial. Now you're being, we, we have the new kind of gentler politics, John. Okay, I just want to annoy Daniel because he's clearly listening. <laughs> First of all, he says Titel is basically a video game area. I haven't the faintest idea what, the, what that begins from, means from beginning to end. But I think we can we at least let, let's start by being magnanimous and say we agree entirely. OK. OK. Right. Daniel says we have had a decade of post-crash economy. Why don't we take it clause by clause and see if we agree? Do we agree with that? Yes. Sure. And nearly a decade of misery. I'd argue... We can't not have if time is going to be chronological. Yeah. And nearly a decade of misrule by Tories. Well, yeah. that's certainly yeah. true. The kind of problems you say you saw in the 90s pre-Blair are here now. So the, he's Almost. referring to last, last week on the Rum Doings podcast, we talked about uh, how we, rem- we are old enough and, and beautiful enough to remember than the early 90s yes and what it was like when uh, and in 20 uh, years of and indeed the very late 80s <coughs> yes indeed yeah so we remember that and a lot of these little corbyn um champions are tiny baby newborn fry yes and don't and don't remember that time so he's trying to argue well i i do know about it yes go on and so then he says, I was 17 when David Cameron was elected MP. PM. Yeah, MP, PM, whatever. Yeah. So do we agree? I mean, he was 17. Do we agree with him about that? Uh, no. OK. But also, uh, let's rewind. I don't think that... The, the, yeah, actually, no, he's right. The kind of problems we say we saw in the 90s pre-Blair are here now. Yes, that's what we were saying. We however, were saying however, they've, and they've yeah. arrived more accelerated. But the point we were making last time was there was, as problematic as he became, there was Tony Blair who genuinely yeah. did come in and but make however, it all, a lot of it all better. Yeah, But how it, it, it's the kind, but not yet the scale. Um, there were... It, it was worse by the end of Thatcher because she just had more time. You know, yeah, she'd been, been doing 20, 20 years, years yeah. rather than 10, yeah. sure. Okay. Uh, and he says, and the amount of homeless people I had to walk over 
in Manchester visibly increased each year if going to uni? Oh, I think you meant of. But uh, first of all, it's the number, not the amount. They're not a Yes, uh, no, I was pile. just about to say, yeah. exactly, the pile of homeless people. Yeah. Although yeah. the fact that he's walking over them yes, it's, it's does bad. somewhat suggest that he is, uh, they, they are an amount to him. But anyway. Yes, we agree homelessness has gone up. Yes. That's kind of the point we were making. That is it, the, the literal point we were making. It's totally normal to read in the news of the homeless dying in the cold. Um... Not, it's not. No, it isn't it's totally normal. normal. No, it's not. It's, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's unusual that homeless people die in the cold and it does make the news when it happens. And it's tragic and it's odd that he feels the need to impress us with this. And the point we were making was, look, homelessness is now really bad again after 10 years yeah. of Tories. But it's not, it's, not, it's not totally normal to have homeless people no. dying in the cold. It's, it, it, it happens too often, but it's not normal. I'll tell you what, though, if you pretend that it is normal, it makes it a lot easier not to have to do anything about it, yeah. but rather complain about it on someone's blog. Yeah. But unlike, no, you're being nasty, you're going to lose the listener. But mm-hmm. unlike when Blair was elected in 1997, there is no way of copying an unreconstituted third-way uh, Blairism. I agree, something new would have to be done. Uh, sure. that, that's fine. There is no way, th- there is no runaway financial sector to tax to fund public service after the crash. Um, that's not actually accurate. Um, if you look at, until very recently, the stock market and the financial services industry were doing absolutely beautifully they were again running away very much so it's mm-hmm. just that um obviously we didn't do things like the robin hood tax and all those other things because we didn't want to yeah i mean if you had a left-wing tax system in place well but then again and let's i want to be honest if you had a left-wing tax system in place it's quite possible that you would also then destroy you you could shove those things up so i agree only if you went only if you took things to extremes but, but it, i think that that's too easy an assumption no but that's why you'd you'd have to be very 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 careful obviously somebody like john mcdonnell will totally screw it up and shove mm. it up no doubt and and then he'd, he'd killed He'd kill the golden goose like that. Bang. You've got to get those geese still happy to lay those eggs but steal a couple. And they are not have <laughs> There you go, yeah. Yeah. And this is why Blairites and Brownites like Yvette Cooper are not a viable option. Well, you're begging the question there because how do you know that they don't have ideas on what to do? Uh, I, I bet you you don't. If you, I bet you've never spoken to Yvette Cooper or asked her what her specific policies might be. Certainly um, not enough to know how to spell her name. Yeah. No matter how much you hate Corbyn, he has been the only one to push anything of an economic gender that has a hope of fixing anything. What well, is that? When did he do this? When, when did he Be- push an economic agenda? Well, any any economic policy that Corbyn has pushed has been simplistic well, yeah. and, and inchoate. Uh, he hasn't actually actually uh, suggested anything that uh, would be any either tokenistic or ruinous. It's been one of those two. But he hasn't really suggested anything. He's just sort of made... No, renationalise the railways. That's fine. We, we can have that. Yeah, He's yeah, talked yeah. about some tax thing. He talked about increasing spending on the NHS to a certain degree. And then, of course, Theresa May came out and said, well, we're going to increase spending on the NHS more. And they were then caught with their pants down. Then McDonald had to then up the ante. So it was just kind of childish, trivial nonsense. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. It says a lot about the right and soft left a of lot, the Labour Party. A lot. It's just a lot. Yeah. A right and soft left of that ALOT of the Labour Party that it took the far left of the party to offer any alternative. Just offering an alternative is not particularly difficult. I could offer an alternative and say that the whole economy needs to be based on the redistribution of marshmallows. That's an alternative. There you go. I've offered one. I hope that was useful, John. 
<sighs> it just, it just right. frustrates me because what he's saying is Corbyn is right because he's right and the rest of Labour is evil no. from the past. No. Corbyn is right because at least he's offering an alternative. I would say yeah. that, that, that falls very close to the politician syllogism, which is something must be done. This is something, therefore we must do this. Yes, you're right. <laughs> and that's effectively what he's saying. You, the, notice there has been absolutely... He's criticised the third-wave Blairists for saying that there, there, that there, there is no runaway financial sector to tax. So he's criticised the specifics of what he believes their proposals to be. But notice he hasn't criticised yep. or brought out any specific proposal about Corbyn. He said Corbyn has offered an alternative but hasn't explicated what that alternative mm-hmm. is or critiqued it or provided evidence to suggest that that would be a viable alternative, which is unfair because he's done that for the Blairites, but he hasn't then exposed the Corbynites under the same microscope, which I think is imbalanced, but there you go. Also, Corbyn's Brexit position has been the same since the last conference. Why this keeps surprising people, I do not know. I agree, it shouldn't surprise people, but also it's not that you should be surprised it should it should be that it should be that he would never have been a viable face of any remain campaign you know and and people shouldn't have painted him as a hero of some sort of remain campaign which some people desperately did until the last moment. So it's not that it's a surprise, it's that people had wishful thoughts that he was the sort of uh, person that he wasn't and had yeah. never been. I th- and I, I, I thought, as I just said, I thought at least here he will have to obey the, the, the whim of his, of his madness, his mad crowd. Yes. But seemingly not. And his mad crowd, of course, are then just tying themselves in knots to justify why he's ab- abandoning them. Yes. Do you want to do um, Daniel's email from the <laughs> Daniel's comment from a couple of episodes ago about uh, anti-Semitism? Oh God, no! <laughs> Actually, maybe. Do you want to? Do you want to? I mean, let's <sighs> let's, let's tackle Daniel while we're here. Where is that? Uh, uh, the, so, hold on. He said the social democratic. Well, he says the social democratic side of the EU is pretty much dead. The eurozone is killing welfare states in the smaller countries. Example: Greece and Italy. Mm, simplistic. No, not quite. Uh, which two five five was it? Mm-hmm. sorry daniel but you know you're okay I-, I didn't actually read it zionism is ethnic nationalism and therefore bad you replied but, to him but then this i don't remember anything but then this podcast has always been a hot bed of regressive letters uh we actually have daniel we've actually dis- i've discussed you'll have to listen through our whole <laughs> to the whole backlog because i've discussed in what i hope was a fairly nuanced way the specifics of uh, of zionism which um might and i'm not saying it does because it's, it's a problematic area might exculpate it from the charges of certain other ethnic nationalisms for a large number of reasons but just to state it out like that Ethnicism and therefore bad, I think is simplistic. And I think you need to perhaps uh, nuance your opinions by understanding the myriad strains of Zionism throughout history. It's not one entity for a start. And B, perhaps some of the utilitarian and other reasons why it might have been useful. In a sense, I the only problem with Zionism is I think it isn't enough. I think that there needs to be an equivalent for, say, uh, gypsies, Armenians and Kurds as well. Um, well, read his next comment then. Yeah. So read read out the first paragraph, because I think this is the one that is most problematic. Okay. 
I personally experienced anti-Semitism in high school, even though I am not Jewish, as far as I know. But I don't know if if that would matter in Nazi Germany. Maybe my big nose would put me in a death uh, in a death camp. So I don't deny it exists. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, or, <laughs> I'll, no, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you what disturbs me about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and this is actually it's very telling, uh, and and I think this is the solipsism of many in the. Um, in 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 a, a generation of reactors, shall I say? And the solipsism is they only start to accept yep. something if they have experienced a personal anecdote. Yep. Notice he says the reason he doesn't deny it exists is because something happened to him. Yep. I got if, a tan one, so I know what it's like to fit experience racism. Yeah, and I think that that is it's subtle, <laughs> but it's inherently inherently infor- problematic. Um, but why do we just ignore the Palestinian community? Well, believe me, we do not ignore them. Uh, if ethnic, <laughs> if ethnic communities are allowed, L-O-U-D, to define their own racism, then we have a contradiction as the Palestinian community contradicts the Jewish community. What? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know what they mean. They cannot both be right. Um, yes, in a way, but... Is that over who owns... Uh- Jerusalem, I don't know. Is that- I, I don't know what that means. Personally, yeah. I don't buy into such moral racism. I don't care if Muslims think a crackdown of halal meat is Islamophobia, and I don't care if Jews think Palestinian liberation moves are anti-Semitic. He doesn't care. But but pardon, but that's also, but that's also a strange dichotomy because I don't care if Muslims think a crackdown of halal meat is Islamophobia. I agree. I, I kind of agree with that. If people want to argue against uh, co- kosher slaughter or halal slaughter. Uh, and they say, I believe it is cruel to animals. They should be free to make that argument and nobody should accuse them of, uh, prima facie, uh, Islamophobia or, uh, or anti-Semitism. I quite agree with that. And anybody and who yet, so at- often the yeah. motivation for making that argument is. Yeah. But I, but I, but, but again, I, I genuinely don't care about that. Um, okay. I, 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 and I'm very happy that the tenets of Islam and the tenets of the religion Judaism be be ripped to shreds as sure. indeed i'm happy about christianity you know take any ideal ideological output take any writing from its books take any custom that it has and you know tear it tear it a new a-hole if you want to I, but I'm do you not think happens. do you not I, I can't think of a time that i've read an argument against uh, halal slaughter that has uh, by someone who has ever cared about how animals are treated before they happened upon this subject. no no that's no that's not true no, I, I in my experience, I've only ever seen people getting upset about that because they have a very different motivation. But that's but, but in a funny way, I don't even care about that. If if the arguments are valid, the arguments are valid. I don't. I kind of don't care well, about. Well, okay, then. But surely you're on very dodgy ground with the whole. The reason people talk about Zionism is no. No, because if the <sighs> argument is good, then the argument is good. If somebody attacks something specific that I agree that is worthy of attack, then I can say, okay, well, it's, it's again, it's the silly notion of if, if Hitler says one plus one equals two, I'm afraid I'm still going to have to agree with him. Yes, so, but if someone is saying I, uh, halal is bad, therefore I want to get these bloody foreigners out of my town. But, but that's not a, that's not a, uh, that's not an argument. You say, but I'm going to get this shop X- shut down. I'm going to get this. No, halal is bad because of X, Y, and Z. If you agree that X, Y, and Z should not be happening, then you are a hypocrite or you have some other problems if you do not agree with it. Well, in this particular case, you're a hypocrite because you don't care about the standard slaughter of meat products. 
Well, possibly. Or, or you might say, well, actually, no, stunning first is very important to me. And if you don't stun the animal first, it's cruel. I don't care what you label it as. End of. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, there are arguments that you could have about that, but there you go. Sure. Anyway. But then he says, but that's, the, but notice the halal meat thing, uh, and the same could be said about kosher meat and so on, is it, it's a specific ritual, it's specific ideology, it's, it's something that you can argue about, and you can certainly have an opinion about. But then he says, as to mirror that, he says, nor do I care if Jews think Palestinian liberation movements are anti-Semitic. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's really you say, not nor quite do I, the same thing. Nor, you should say, nor do I care if Jews think you shouldn't do any work on the Sabbath. Sure. That would be more, well, what? No. Or, nor do I think, that, nor do I care if Jews think it's anti-Semitic when I, uh, when I complain that in Orthodox uh, uh, synagogue services, the men and the women are, are, are kept separated in the auditorium. You know, that sort of thing is anti-Semitic, if criticizing that. That would be more, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, yeah. But, but he's taken two completely different categories and trying yeah. to find them together. I don't know what that is. And yes, no, Palestinian liberation movements are explicitly and quite proudly anti-Semitic. You, yes. you want to read the Hamas charter. It's not exactly um, subtle. They, <laughs> they basically say we, we hate the Yahud and we want to kill them all. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a kind of weird little uh, subtle underbelly. The way the state of Israel behaves towards the people of he changes how his spelling of Palestine every time. Is, is, a, is a racist disgrace and is a direct result of Zionist ideology. Okay, you're first of all, you're taking, uh, you're making points there without providing specific evidence. Now, there may be, it may be a disgrace and there may be instances where it's a disgrace and it mm-hmm. may be racist and, uh, and uh, parts of it may be a result of certain parts of Zionism, but you're making huge assumptions and also very ironically, you're um, making huge generalizations, perhaps prejudicial ones there as well. Anyway, if you want to have a Jewish majority, that means policing non-Jewish minorities. Okay, so again, he, he doesn't seem to know the difference between the Palestinian territories mm-hmm. and Israel, quite Israel. He probably doesn't know what an Arab Israeli is. No, he, he probably has no idea. He has no idea that uh, Arabs who live in Israel have the same rights as Jews that live in Israel, blah, blah, blah. There are Arab MPs in yeah, Israel. Yeah, and, and whilst there are certainly tensions and problems between uh, the Arab Israeli and they have some potential legitimate complaints, those complaints are no more valid than the complaints that ethnic minorities in this country have against the uh, British state. They're, those are the standard kind of... And know, the, which is to say extremely valid. But yes, uh, but then again, you know, if you want to go down that road, there the um, the the Mizrahi Jews, who are the the Jews from the Arab countries that to Daniel would look just like Arabs, have those complaints as well. They argue that the European Jews within Israel um, discriminate against them. So it's far more complicated than you might assume. But it's much easier then to just paint this simplistic picture. So, no, Daniel, you've actually got that explicitly wrong. It's far more complicated. You need to understand the difference between the occupied territories and their specific history and Israel proper. Israel proper does not do the things that you say you do in the way that you say you do them. Uh, they do them. And that's just a matter of fact. And I can send you all the sorts of documents about that. Right. Then he says the Roma were the second largest group of people to be exterminated in the Holocaust. So that does that mean they can create their own state somewhere in Africa? Yes, it does. <laughs> I think there's a slight, there's a little nuance to add to that, which is to say it's not like 
It's not like the Jewish people just rocked up and went, oh, we'll have this bit. No, no. In but, 1930 or whatever. Uh, hold on, John. But actually, leftist uh, ideology is just that uh, all of Jewish history is completely dis- is, is deleted when this is discussed. The the <laughs> temple. No, seriously, the, the, the Temple Mount is as always had Al-Aqsa Mosque there and had nothing to do with Jewish history. The, the degree to which the deletion happens is absolutely fascinating. Wow. And, and actually, Daniel, what you should you should look at Herzl because Herzl didn't even initially say that it necessarily would have to be Israel. There were lots of places that were looked at as potential. Uh, one of his solutions is actually that all Jews might should might need to convert to Catholicism or something like that. He was looking to solve the problem, mm-hmm. um, and then he looked at places like Uganda and possibly even Madagascar and all sorts of things. But then he said, well where what was you see there was no country of palestine daniel which would surprise you as well it was part of a bigger empire the turkish empire was a caliphate it was always occupied there was never a democratic republic of palestine it was always an occupied caliphate um and uh, that's another part of history you need to understand but anyway he said well obviously most parts of the world we have absolutely no claim to whatsoever however the one place where we do have a historic claim to, in the same way that any indigenous people might say we have a historical claim to parts of Canada. Or oh, gosh, can of... you imagine the speed the same group of people would race to defend yeah. uh, a Native American tribe? Exactly. So said, so, actually, you know what? We, there, there's been a continuous presence there for thousands and thousands of years, well before Islam existed as a religion. Someone should um, write a book about this. <laughs> it was the, 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 that indigenous population was then removed or, or, or curtailed, sometimes quite brutal ways. And, yes. But it still remained there. And then they wanted and to... And sometimes they went in and curtailed <laughs> in quite brutal ways those who'd taken their place. And then wanted to return. Now, well, exactly, as, as happened with the American, uh, Native American tribes. I mean, if you don't think there was brutalism, intra-tribal brutalism there, um, again, that's the kind of s- simplistic and quite insulting patronizing history that's told of the, the, the peace pipe Native Americans. No, they were just as violent and awful as everybody else. Um, so, so, yeah, it's, it's far more complicated than your simplistic narrative would dare say, Daniel. But the Roma, I've always thought, but there, there is another paradox with the Roma in that, Giving the Roma a place to settle and call their own <laughs> is a problem, bearing in mind what the Roma want to do. Sorry, yeah. I hadn't even thought that hadn't even occurred to me. No, but it is. But it would have to be a rather large place. <laughs> <laughs> they can have planet Earth. You're going to say, right, well, the Roma can have Africa, but then the Africans would probably complain. But there you go. So there is something that needs to be provided for the Roma that hasn't been. And I yes. think they are treated disgracefully. And yes, there needs to be, there are, there are actually equivalent liberation movements in the Roma that are equivalent to Zionism. So yeah, you laugh, but yes, they, they should, they, they should have had something and they should have had some better protection than they do have. And they're being treated very badly, particularly in Eastern Europe at the moment. So yeah. yeah um, of course. I mean, yeah. the idea that is like, ah, oh, see, it'd be crazy to give them that. Yeah, no. Um, wow. You kind of revealing your prejudice. But he also said, so does that mean they can create their own state somewhere in Africa, oppress the people who happen to live there already? Uh, again, Daniel, um, no, it's not that these, it wasn't a, a simple European colonialist project. The, the, the Jews had already lived in that part of the world which had been colonized by the Turkish Empire and other people since well before a recorded biblic, biblical times. The, 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 the predecessors of the people who became the Jewish nation already lived there. So they they didn't ruck up. They came back home, and okay, there were As other they had people, done so yeah. many times. Now before. there were other people in that home at that point, which massively complicated things. And you cannot blame the people who had perhaps moved in by force 
many generations before. You can't blame their descendants for that and remove them and that sort of thing, which I think was problematic at the time and should not have been done in certain ways that it had been done. But also, it's not just a parody to say that a lot of people um, fled Palestine at the time during 1948 because they were told by the Arab nations, don't worry, we will destroy Israel within within a month or two and then you can come back, stay out of the way. They did. They ran away. Those who didn't run away, so the others ran away, went to what are now currently the occupied territories. And then, sadly, their Arab brethren in, in Egypt and in Syria and, and so on didn't invite them in. Um, if you want to, uh, if you if you want to find out who killed the most Palestinians, I suggest you look up Black Wednesday, Daniel, um, about Jordan. You might be surprised um, because that's not talked about often. Anyway, um, what uh, uh, modern Italy would happily get rid of the Roman population if it were not for the rule of law and human rights. Yes, and. Yeah, it's a strange thing to introduce at this point. The Palestinians uh, have increased in population substantially, so it's been a very ineffective extermination campaign. The fact the cause of Palestinian liberation is only taken up by the left crank left just shows how morally bankrupt the mainstream is. Uh, No, Daniel, that's Mm. not true. Um, Almost everybody on the soft left and even in the soft right wants the uh, Palestinian issue to be dealt with in a humane and practical way, but it is a very complicated and intractable situation. Uh, The only people who are treating it as a simplistic uh, stick with which to beat people is the left and crank. So and and don't you dare tell me that Palestinian liberation is taken up by the left or crank because these left or crank people have done and will do nothing when Palestinians are truly in in trouble by anybody other than their favorite uh, big nose, as you said, attack groups. You know, I've noticed that when they're under attack or whether, uh, for example, from Jordan or anywhere else, nobody gives a damn. Um, nobody no, cares. Not. Nobody, you, you, you don't care, Daniel, that uh, Hamas hasn't uh, held another election since they got in. You don't give a damn about that. You, you, you don't care about liberating Palestinians from any other brutality. So you don't actually care. The left doesn't actually care about Palestinians. It cares about what they represent in this simplistic little chess game that they've built in their heads about European colonialism. And I'm being... I'm being charitable there, although the the although the ongoing discussions about Rothschild Zionism mm-hmm. by leftists suggests that it's not simply European colonialism, but good old um, uh, good 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 old prejudice is still there as it always was, and um, then he then right so then he then he goes on. I personally experienced it. Oh, he he he. Yes, he same comment twice. Sort sort of twice. No, but there is difference. The only nationalism that can be progressive is civic nationalism. Ah, I know why he says that. He says he doesn't know what civic nationalism actually is. No, he's just copying things he's read on the Canadian. But the reason he says civic nationalism is good because because as a leftist, he has to support Scottish nationalism. Yes. And Scottish, and Scottish nationalism has invented a term <laughs> called civic nationalism, which is nowhere the good nationalism. Okay, <laughs> okay Daniel, uh, Zionism is primarily civic nationalism. There you go. Happy now? See, I've just relabeled it. Um... Okay, Hodge, and he says Hodge did not fight the BNP either. Yes, she did. Uh, that will do. And that's it. Uh, and then that's it. 
There you go. All done. So I think we sorted him out. Daniel, you do need to be a little bit more perspicacious. Clearly, you want to think about things, but you're driven down these very <sighs> banal alleys and you need to back out of them and see the wider boulevard. You just need to increase your sources. You just can't take everything from the canary and just assume it's true. <laughs> the canary. Lovely. We love the canary. <laughs> What's that other one? The um, oh, I've forgotten the one that turns out to have had all the rulings against it by that silly new, the Daily Stormer. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Anyway, good news. Yes. Almost time for Brexit. Hey. Just, just, just a couple of months, and we find it's it's funny. We were I was booking a Eurostar for a, a holiday we're going on in May to to Paris, and I was just thinking. What's the immigration going to be like then at, uh, at St Pancras? Who knows what's going to happen? It's, it's such fun, but I'm, I, I do hope it's a completely no deal Brexit. I'm, I'm praying for that now. <laughs> You're such a, a loony. Well, that's the only thing that's going to work. It's not. It's going to make Judy's life rubbish. We'll go, as I said, we'll go somewhere else. But it'll be fun to see. <laughs> it'll be fun to see all these wretched people um, collapse under their own wish. They but that won't happen. What will happen is things will become it will it will get slowly, almost imperceptibly worse, and everyone will just say, "Oh, it is what it is," and no one will say, "This is the consequence of this." That will never happen. Look, we know exactly what's going to happen, and I'll say this now on the record: within the next week or two, Theresa May will represent her plan. It'll be almost identical mm -hmm. with one or two. Utterly useless cosmetic tweaks. The pusillanimous Tory MPs will then run back into their little rat holes and they will support that plan, even though not much has changed, just because it's been rebadged, you fool, as Alan Partridge said to Lynn. <laughs> and, and it will be voted through and that will be that. We know that's going to happen, don't we? Seems relatively likely. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. So enough of that hysteria. The backstop will be given a, a two year uh time limit or something like that and then it'll be fine the uh last night on pm evan davis did a very good job he was introducing some interviews he was doing on the subject and he just in a moment of just sheer despair he just went he went but look we just need to remember that the this side this ridiculous red line about a customs thing it's in that is that's what the backstop is we already have one. She needs to stop pretending she has this red line she clearly doesn't have. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's just despaired at it. Oh, my goodness. That was quite pleasing. Even and Eddie Mayer wouldn't have been so flippant. And then what happened? Did anybody respond to that? I don't know. It's PM, no one has the right to respond. That's why it's a good programme. <laughs> it's true. Like Rum Doings. No one yes. has the right to respond. That's right. If they dare try, we, we pull them apart in a nasty way. I think you were very nasty to Daniel, John. I think Daniel needs a short, sharp shock. He needs to stop assuming he's right and start listening. I don't assume I'm right. I, exactly, that's what I'm saying. I don't assume I'm right either. I was, mm. certainly haven't been right about this subject in the past, and I'm probably not right about it now. The only thing you're right about is the Chinese. That's correct. Indeed. Shall we say goodbye? Yes. Okay, but when? Fun. Now, three, okay. two, one... Goodbye. Goodbye.